Good morning, and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is the first Friday of the month, the month of June, June, which is dedicated to the Sacred Heart. So it's a privilege to welcome you to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Coming live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Studios, this is Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson, Good joining morning. in from home. Good morning, Father. <laughs> I the adventure continues, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> but we're still on our social distancing from home. But not I from one another, right? Enough, and we don't like you. it one bit. No. We're all separated, but we're still united. That's the important thing. Exactly. Well, to all of those who are joining us, we begin this Sacred Heart Hour by entering into the morning offering prayer. And so we begin, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, in Chuck and Joanne, as we offer up that morning offering prayer, it's a, a beautiful act of charity to invite our listeners to join us in continuing to pray for all of those who are sick or mm-hmm. ill, the healthcare providers, first responders, and all those impacted by COVID-19, and uh, those suffering from you know the social injustice of our day, and all of the police and National Guard who are called to respond to the protection of the general public. Uh, so much going on, it's a good day to turn to the Sacred Heart, right? And the Holy Father's intention for the month, he even mentions the Sacred Heart. He says, we pray that all those who suffer may find their way in life, allowing themselves to be touched by the heart of Jesus. You know, Father, as we start this month of the Sacred Heart, I know we have listeners that might not understand what's this Sacred Heart. We, you know, we we love Jesus. We're followers of Jesus. Mm. We're celebrating our faith because of the resurrection. But how does the Sacred Heart and Jesus come together? That's a very good question. The Lord himself reminds us in the Gospel of Matthew to follow him, he who has... He who is meek and humble of heart. So Mm. literally, meek and humble of his being. You know, his very being is meek and humble, and he's asking us to be like that. But you know, like you said, Chuck, the devotion is uh, its very prevalent and very present, noticeable. But a lot of people will ask, um, you know, that very question. It's like, well, but I follow the Lord, so why would I follow a part of him, his heart? Mm. And I think it's important for us to go back to the Old Testament, right? Because the word heart in the Old Testament, is a reference to the entirety of someone's life, the entirety of their being. Mm. So when Jesus offers us his heart, he's literally offering us all of who he is, his whole being. It's just a beautiful, succinct, very succinct, very pointed way of him reminding us that he's offered us all of who he is, his divinity, his humanity, his joys, his suffering. But the beautiful thing is, you know, he takes upon himself, Mm. in his divine being, he takes upon himself uh, human nature, And that human nature oftentimes is what can so easily become a stumbling block because we think, well, Jesus is so high in his divinity, Mm. he doesn't know the sufferings that I'm experiencing in my life. Mm. 
Mm. He doesn't know the fear that I have. Mm. Um, and it's simply not the case. He does know because he took upon himself that human nature. And, mm. you know, what is more human in our common description or conversation than referring to our hearts? So when Jesus gives us his heart, his sacred heart, because he's a divine person, he's offering us the totality, everything of who he is, so that we have hope in our day. You know, I've heard that over my many years on this earth many times, but to, we have to be reminded of it. And to hear that again, Father, to hear you explain it again, it sort of makes it all new because we do have to continue to refer back to our Lord and his divinity, but especially now going through the moment, the difficult moment in salvation history for all the world to really, really meditate on his humanity. Right. And, and, uh, thank you. That, you know, that's why we, that's why we need St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's, I mean, it's true. It's like it brings the airwaves of hope, faith, yeah. and charity to people. It's so well, true. I think that, that word hope is so critical mm. today. And I know Father uh, St. Margaret Mary re- received our Lord's uh, from 1673 to 1675. And through that uh, came the Twelve Promises. And, you know, that's the other question people have. Well, we have different devotions, and why does the Catholic Church have these devotions? And I try to explain and maybe help, you can help me and help others, is, well, uh, our Lord, through salvation history, gives us what we need. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Uh, that this devotion came to us, the St. Margaret Mary but it's still very relevant today. Any thoughts? Absolutely. Well, I mean, keep in mind, like, the doctrine and the dogma of our faith, you know, the teaching and the disciplines of our faith, that's like the bones of our faith. But then what puts the flesh on the bones, the devotions we have? You know, and so, like, take, for example, the mysteries of the rosary. In every mystery of the rosary, uh, whether you use the traditional 15 or use the all 20, including the luminous mysteries given by St. John Paul II. Every mystery, is uh, it brings us through the devotion of the rosary into a deeper appreciation or an encounter of a teaching, a discipline, a doctrine, or a dogma of the faith. And it helps us to appreciate that. Well, the Sacred Heart uh, devotion, the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, you know, one pope after another, after another, after another, uh, especially, you know, Pius Twelfth and John Paul II, they all made it very clear, this is the devotion of all devotions, because it brings us to the feet and to the heart and to the person of God in the flesh. And whenever humanity is struggling, whether it's an individual who's struggling to maintain hope, or whether it's a society that's experiencing a breakdown, or a civilization in need of renewal, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, God is in the flesh, And we have a source of hope, which is the incarnation. It's the heart of Jesus. And even sacramentally, you know, the the reality of the heart of Jesus, that devotion, is made uh, receivable to us and for us in receiving Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. So, you know, the three of us discussed over and over and over again, you know, how important it is for all of us to appreciate and understand that you know, the reality, the sacramental reality of Jesus in the Eucharist is the reality of the heart of Jesus. And when we receive the Eucharist, we receive his heart. And when we adore his heart, we're in union with the Eucharist. 
So it's just a beautiful, you know, it dovetails. Everything comes together in the heart of Jesus. And, you know, these times when we could not attend Mass and receive Him sacramentally, the longing, the, the loss, I think in many ways um, it's, it was a grace because uh, so many times we can take it for granted, especially in here in the city when we had Mass offered so many different times in so many different places, so convenient. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, stay home. Right. And yeah. But I really want to encourage people to now come back to church. Yeah, absolutely. And, yep. you know, Chuck and I, we are coming back, and it's, oh, the church could not do more to try to protect us. But, you know, we're going to the grocery store, we're going to the garden centers, we're going, we are, you can see the traffic picking up. Mm-hmm. But we need to put that first. We need Jesus. And don't stay away from church. Just do what you need to do, but um, get back to the sacraments. And maybe, Father, for those that are tuning in for the first time and want to have more information regarding uh, what we're talking about today, the Sacred Heart, and why the Lord has requested uh, that the Sacred Heart image um, and we talked about those promises he gave to St. Margaret Mary. But number nine is, I will bless every place in which an image of my heart is exposed and honored. So for those listening, you can go to welcomeisheart.com and download the enthronement booklet for a small donation or a packet with the images, uh, frame images, all the booklets and so forth, certificate. Or you can just go to St. Gabriel Radio, and they have the packets there. But during these times of pandemic that we're not allowed missionaries to go into homes, this is a great time uh, to continue to have your home enthroned. And I I know, Father, uh, as we talk about these difficult times, and um, people are just really, for a lot of people, are going through very difficult times, not only with the... COVID-19 health issue, but people have other health issues that they're dealing with and financial issues and loss of jobs. And I know you deal with a lot of people like this depression, the stress, the small businesses that are wondering if they can stay afloat. Uh, And now there's social unrest, even downtown, and I know you're downtown. So what, what do you say to people today to really give them the hope? that Jesus wants them to have and not get buried up with all the issues that are taking them away from that hope. Well, you gave such a perfect summary of how many challenges we are all facing, either as individuals or as a community. But, you know, and you're right, a lot of people have been asking for advice or not. And the thing that always comes to my mind and my heart that I offer to people is you have to look outside of yourself. Do not look for the answers within. You have to look outside. And um, that's a great source of relief. It's an act of humility, really. And the thing is, when you look outside of yourself, do not let your eyes settle for anything less than God. Look for the Lord. And, you know, in the social unrest, you know, in the challenges and the fear and the anxiety brought about by the unknown and the uncertainties because of the virus, look 
toward the Lord. Do not let your、mm. eyes or your heart settle for anything less than God Himself、mm. and God in the flesh. And this is the this is the issue that's really being brought out through all of the different circumstances you use as an example. We're finding ourselves as a country, as a nation, as a society, as a culture, and even truth be told, in our faith and as disciples of Jesus, we're finding that we have been relying upon ourselves way too much.、Mm. And it's time for us to look out of ourselves、mm-hmm. once again and gaze upon the Lord, and、mm-hmm. to look into the eyes of Jesus, who is our beloved. And the beautiful thing is, when you look towards the Lord, when you look into the eyes of Jesus, you see the reflection of the One He loves, which is you. But if you don't ever look out of yourself and towards the Lord, and all you, and all we are doing is being consumed by our own worries, fears, anxieties, ha- hatred,、um, you know, the things that can so easily destroy and dismay us, well, then all we have is the darkness. But we were made for the light. We were made for the Lord, and we were made by the Lord for the Lord. And you know, it's, it seems like almost too simple. It's like, well, look out of, look outside of yourself. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I said, look outside of yourself towards the one who made you, and in His embrace you'll find meaning,、uh, and you'll find hope. You know, and and you highlight it. You know, I, right now I'm living in a parish that is、uh, literally just blocks away from what could easily be described as hell on earth, and yet the media refuses to cover it. They refuse to cover. I mean, I look out my window and I see plumes of dark black smoke rising from downtown Columbus, a city of peace. You know, these are these are these are my people here. You know,、oh. we are a city of peace, and I can feel within my heart a tug of war between becoming a slave to anxiety and fear,、oh. or being on the other side of that tug of war. The Lord saying, "Focus on me, listen to me, find your refuge in me." And then all of a sudden, there's a peace there. You know, I see the protesters on one side, I see the rioters on the other, I see the national guard, I see the police heading into downtown. You know, and your heart can so easily be stirred up into anxiety. And then what happens? You focus on the darkness, and the, the Lord is there. Focus on me. Be faithful. Focus on me. And it's really been incredibly humbling.、Uh, I mean, there have been moments where I've been brought to tears as a priest because there's people begging for strength and hope, and it's like I'm only one man. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, let's look at the Lord. Let's focus on the Lord. You know, it's really incredible because I was out front of the church cleaning up some things, and、uh, some young people who were considering themselves protesters. You know, one of them said, "Father, can I go to confession?" Several hours later, some police officers stopped by. Father, can、mm-hmm. you hear my confession? You know. Now, what's interesting is the anarchists. They never request confession, <laughs> but everyone else does. And it's really it's, the Lord opens every door. But it's up to us to walk through that door, you know. The Lord is asking us to focus on Him, and you know, to those who are joining us in this hour, if you find yourself being tempted or being pulled into that same tug of war that I, I, you know, expressed and I shared about, you know, I'm just going to ask you, I beg you, I plead with you, as a simple, very little priest of Jesus, you know, look outside of yourself and gaze upon the eyes and the heart of Jesus, because it's only in Him. That we find true peace and justice, and it's you know, only in Father, Him we find that. Some time ago, what came to me listening to the news and just television in general, many of the stations, it's like we really are people struggling and hoping and trying to live faith, hope, and love.、Yeah. And when you look at whatever it is in front of you and say. Is there any love in this?、Mm-hmm. Is there any hope? You know, it, it, 
and it's their faith. And then when it comes to you, it's the opposite that's being telegraphed. Yeah. And then the fruit of that, as you say, is anxiety, is fear, is anger, it's darkness. So, you know, I think for, you know, for Chuck and I, a lot of times, you don't, it's not like you don't want to know what's happening in the world, but you cannot be inundated over and over with these negative and, uh, and sometimes it really isn't truthful what's being promoted. But if it's not of faith, hope, and love, there's no grain of that in the communication. I say, turn it off. Right. And you know, and we're we're not asking people to be like blind no. optimists. I mean, f- face oh, no. facts. We follow Jesus, who is put to death because he's God in the flesh. You know, so it's right. like those of us who know the Lord, we're very familiar with the reality of the crucifixion and the consequences of sin. But you're so right. We were made for the mm-hmm. light. We were made for mm-hmm. hope. We were made in love, and we were made to have faith. Well, and that's why listening to EWTN and how they project, you know, news and other, you know, National Catholic Register. I mean, you can still get what's happening in the world from a Christian perspective. And it's not that it's not the true perspective. It is the true perspective. But I I think we really have to be careful of what we allow in our minds and in our visual these days. What, what suggestions, Father, do you have that people could do every day, you know, to have a deeper prayer life, oh, that's a good to one, be Chuck. more connected to Jesus? Okay, well, first and foremost, I would say, now that the churches are open, make a simple, short, sweet visit to Jesus in the Eucharist. Mm. If I mean, if for one reason or another you're not able to attend Holy Mass, you can at least stop by and visit Him in the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Secondly... Get the sacred heart of Jesus in your home now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, mm-hmm. when I say now, I mean, like, put him up three days ago. You know, so it's like, make sure the heart of Jesus is at the center of your life. Um, and it's incredible how just even allowing your eyes to fall upon the image of his sacred heart, even if it's just for a moment, it brings peace. Because the thing is, like I said, you're, you're looking out of yourself and you're gazing upon the one who made mm. you in love. Um, you know we're in the month of June, so please, you know, I, I'm just, like I said, I'm in sales, not management, <laughs> but I am, I'm going to try to make a sale here. Enthrone the Lord's sacred heart in your life. Um, you know, a lot of people have to go to, are able to go to work and they are able to return to their place of employment and yet there's still that uneasiness there. Well, it's like have an image of the Lord's sacred heart on your desk, mm, on the counter. Have him idea. at eye level. You know, don't keep him shoved in the door, three doors down. You know, have him someplace yeah. where you can see him. Even those holy cards. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and then lastly, in the month of June, um, we have a plethora of opportunities of prayer. You know, everything from finding a novena to the sacred heart, nine days, uh, you know, over the course of the quarantine, I committed myself because I found my prayer life was just really struggling. Mm. Uh, a bit of a public confession from a priest there. <laughs> <laughs> my prayer life was not the best. So I was doing the nine hour novena to the Sacred Heart. Mm. Okay, by the eighth hour, I was like, this is exhausting. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it was a good exercise in discipline. And I was like, Lord, if I just stay focused on you once mm. an hour for nine hours, mm. you know, I don't know if you can identify with this, but I lost track of the day. 
Um, I, I mean, just like the days just kind of folded in together, but I would have one intention for every day of the week and I would pray my nine hour novena for that intention. And that kind of kept me on track. And, oh, uh, that's beautiful, Father. That's really concrete and helpful. Yeah, kind and, of a jump start. And there's also, you know, the litany of the Sacred Heart, 33 invocations uh, of the Sacred Heart. You know, my thing is I've been encouraging people, whether it's the six seminarians who live with me for their summer formation or the faithful who are coming to Mass, it's like, pray the litany of the Sacred Heart and explore it. Find an invocation that mm-hmm. becomes your favorite for now. You know, I told him, like, mine is Heart of Jesus, Fountain of Life and Holiness. That's my favorite invocation from the litany at this point in my life. Fountain of Life and Holiness. Um, simple prayers, you know, mm-hmm. we can say throughout the day, throughout the week. I mean, even if it's just, Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on me. You know, mm-hmm. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. Uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. At the end of the day, just move out of yourself toward the Lord and towards his sacred heart. Another simple uh, suggestion is, uh, you know, I encouraged uh, many of you, all of you, uh, during that period of time when we were uh, prevented from attending the sacred mysteries, the Holy Mass, out of precaution, uh, to have a light in your window. Uh, Continue, I mean, consider continuing that practice for the month of June just as a way of honoring his sacred heart. Have a little light in the window, uh, not necessarily a candle with a flame, but some kind of light in the window. Um, you know, of course, and then we're also given the opportunity. Some of our adoration chapels have reopened. Some of them have not. But we have the beautiful practice of nocturnal adoration in the presence of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So sometime on Thursday night, early Friday morning in your home, you know, find a seat there in the presence of the image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Meditate upon his love for you his love for your loved ones, his mercy that he desires to pour forth upon you, how he's blessing your home. You know, just consider the great involvement that God wants to have in your life. Just a couple of suggestions for this month. And for those listening, again, you can go to Welcome His Heart um, and be catechized not only with uh, the information on it, but also the videos there to better understand why today... The Sacred Heart and Throman is so relevant. Uh, and we've talked about before, Father, you know, that people uh, put the blood of Christ um, over their doorway uh, so that angel of death passed their house. Not the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. The, lamb. the blood of the Lamb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, <laughs> yeah. And uh, But anyway, uh, so the idea of it is is get Jesus in your home Absolutely. today, yeah. uh, because this is what our Lord promises. I will give you the graces necessary if you expose and honor my sacred heart. So for those listening that have not, and also, Father, for those listening that have, uh, maybe talk about the renewal coming up, and let's talk about the feast day coming up. On June the 19th. Well, you know, before that, Chuck, I want to just also invite people to sign up for the newsletter, even if you have not enthroned your home. It is so beautiful. Once a month, it will come into your email. And just give it a try, and especially if you're kind of even on the fence about enthronement. You'll learn more. It will go, you know, deeper and answer continue to answer questions. And if you haven't thrown, it's just a beautiful way to help you to continue to honor 
the most sacred heart. And you can do that by going to welcomehisheart.com. Right. And for those that have enthronements.com, both of those go to the same website. So that's a great suggestion, Making it easy. Making it easy. So any thoughts now, Father, as we're coming up to the feast day? And why, why June? Let's talk about June, the month of the Sacred Heart. And it's all month with a feast day coming up on June 19th. Right. I mean, you know, the Lord in his conversations with uh, St. Margaret Mary when he appeared to her, in the 1670s. And I know that to us, that seems like, oh, that was so long ago. Okay, well, the church has been around for 2,000 years. So in reality, <laughs> not that long ago. Uh, but when the Lord appeared to her in her visitation monastery, he shared so many beautiful and profound insights, not only for her benefit, but for the benefit of the whole church. And from those apparitions and that conversation, you know, he revealed these promises that he was making to humanity. And one of them was, you know, to those who... Uh, have a devotion to my sacred heart, to my my very being, to those who have the image of my heart in their home, I will give peace to their families. He also said, I will console them in all their troubles. So if we just Mm -hmm. think about everything going on in the world, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything that maybe we've heard, voiced already in the program, and maybe other burdens that we're carrying in our hearts that others don't know about, the Lord, these are the words of Jesus. They're not the words of Father Stosh. These are the words of Jesus. I will give peace to their families. Well, how do I get that peace? By turning to his heart. I will console them in all their troubles. Well, how do I get the Lord to console me in my troubles? By turning to his heart, by looking out of yourself and gazing upon him. In his conversations with St. Margaret Mary, he revealed how he really wanted to um, unite the reality of the celebration that the Church has towards uh, the Holy Eucharist, you know, Corpus Christi, or it's Mm. sometimes called Corpus Domini, or the Solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Jesus, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, you know, uh, to unite that with his heart. So, uh, you know, we usually would celebrate uh, the Solemnity of Corpus Christi. It used to be celebrated on a Thursday, keeping that connection with the Last Supper. Now it's been transferred to the Sunday that follows that Thursday. But then it's always very near in time to that Friday that's been designated for the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Feast of the Most Sacred Heart. And of course, Friday is always the day of the week that the feast falls on, because Friday is the day of the Passion, right? The day we recall his crucifixion, his death, the piercing of his heart on the cross, and from his heart poured forth blood and water, oceans of mercy, oceans of love, pour forth from the heart of Jesus. So the Lord wants us to consider in this month of June, when we celebrate the reality of the Holy Eucharist, and we give thanks and praise for that truth, that God dwells among us. You know, at the end of Matthew's Gospel, I will remain with you until the end of the ages. Okay, well, he doesn't remain among us as a memory. He remains among us, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. And Catholics really have to wake up to that reality and stop Mm -hmm. taking it for granted. You know, because if you look at the virus, we were deprived of being able to attend Holy Mass. This should be awakening within us, this passionate fire, this Mm. zealous fire to once again go forward and receive our Lord in the Holy Eucharist. The Lord's been allowing reality to kind of like shake the tree of the church, you know? Mm. He wants those who are strong, those who are committed, those who are zealous, those who hunger for him to remain strong and to come back and have this renewed fervor. So the Feast of the Sacred Heart falls within June because of the reality of Corpus Christi, the reality of celebrating the solemnity of the Holy Eucharist. Um, and so much in within some, when within one month, you know, so many gifts 
That's why it's like Catholics never have an excuse to be bored. We always have something going on, a big party to throw, a day not to eat meat. Father, is this when we would have Eucharistic processions outside? Right, yeah. Oh, that's how what I remember. Yeah, yeah. And what's, you know, just a little tidbit here. Processions really began within the Catholic Church at Ephesus when Mm. the Theotokos was declared. You know, it was Mary, the mother of God, which affirmed the divinity of Jesus. And the Catholics in Ephesus were so excited that the council had just declared that with clarity and conviction that that evening there was this massive torch-lit procession in the streets of Ephesus and the Catholics giving thanks and praise that finally it's been undeniably made clear a teaching of the church that cannot be renounced by anybody who's faithful, that Jesus is God. And because he's God, mm. Mary is the mother of God. So they had this mm. massive, huge celebratory mm. procession. And still to this day, we have processions as Catholics to celebrate different elements of our faith. Boy, that's the kind of procession we need now. It's true. Mm. Well, I also think uh, for those, I know we're coming to a close on this first half hour. How did you read oh. my mind? You read my mind. <laughs> But for those that are listening, my challenge to you is just do it. Just Just do it. Just enthrone your home or renew your enthronement. I know that there's issues going on in every family today over this. Stay at home. You know, everything that's going on, this has changed our way of life. But until we put Jesus at the center of our home, we're not going to find peace. That's so true. We cannot be afraid of our brokenness, but rather desire the Lord to heal it, you know? Oh, that's a good one. I'm full of them. (laughs) (laughs) I know! Pure Holy Spirit right there. And they're all true. (laughs) As we bring bring to a close our first segment on the Sacred Heart Hour at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to join us as we bring all of our brokenness and our wounds, our Mm -hmm. joys before the Lord. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you. We love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you these poor hearts of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs. Your blessings in all that we do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. We tend to forget just how much we need God and others, even for the simplest things. Think about your Thanksgiving cranberry sauce. From the sun and rain and farmer that grew the cranberries, to the harvester, to the trucks that carried them around the world, to the processing and canning plants, you probably relied on tens of thousands of people for that one side dish on your plate. Unlike farmers who have an immediate connection to the land and a painful awareness of their need for God to bless us with sun and rain and fair weather, most of us were so removed from it all that we forget just how much we rely on God's providence and on the skill and charity of others to carry us through life. Thankfully, our forgetfulness doesn't stop God from blessing us anyway, which is why you enjoyed your cranberry sauce. (laughs) But it does stop us from experiencing gratitude and the joy that comes with it. Don't ever forget how much you rely on God and others. Don't forget to give thanks. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. I worked in pro baseball for a long time, and we play on Sundays. And it was an easy excuse. Uh, I took the easy out and just didn't go to Mass. Uh, when I was in college, I ended up having a lot of questions about my faith, and I ended up leaving the church. 
I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. Went through a divorce and um, ended up being a single parent. If I didn't have church or God, I, I, I would be back at that lonely stage, that trouble stage. Whenever you get anxious and worry about things, you just know that Jesus has it under control. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. And it's a place where I feel accepted for who I am. When you come home to the, to the church, you're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. I have a peace when I walk through the doors of the Catholic Church, like that's where I belong. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Good morning once again. This is Father Stosh Daly coming to you live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Studios for the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of June, a month dedicated to the Sacred Heart. First Friday, a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart. And this hour spent with you, our listeners, our family at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, spent and dedicated to the Sacred Heart. This second session, we have Chuck and Joanne Wilson. We're also joined by Emily Jaminette. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and proud, right there. Good morning, everyone. I'm happy to be in studio with Father Stosh. So we have two live in the studio and two calling in from the remote studio of Chuck and Duran's home. Now, as we enter into this second segment, we'll uh, begin with a prayer to the Sacred Heart that was composed primarily with the reality that we're all persevering through in mind. So we begin, uh, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O good Jesus, you are the Most High God, everlasting and always loving. You have shown us the way to the Father, and sent the Holy Spirit to guide us. We implore thy most sacred heart to have mercy on us in this time of need. Bless and protect the vulnerable, give hope to all, and fill our hearts with confidence in your divine mercy. Be our joy in the midst of suffering and our stability in the midst of uncertainty. Your forgiveness we seek, your love we need, your protection we implore. Forgive our sins and heal our wounds. Strengthen any weakness of faith and make us strong so as to give witness to your glory. Keep far from us any illness, pestilence, or harm. You are our refuge. You are our comfort. You are our hope. Through the intercession of Our Lady, health of Christians, we come to your most sacred heart and beseech your protection and blessing. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Amen. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Father, I know that um, this session we're going to talk about a lot of great things happening today and getting the uh, awareness of the, what the graces that can come from the sacred heart throughout the month. And I know that uh, you and Emily are in the studio, so why don't we turn it over to Emily and you and uh, see how the Holy Spirit works, and uh, we will certainly jump in if needed. Well, um, I just want to say good morning to everyone. I really enjoy when I get a chance to be in studio again with Father Stosh and having my parents online. This will be a, a fun segment. And it's not my deodorant. <laughs> it's the presence of the Lord. <laughs> so. 
No, I enjoyed the discussion. You know, I think for many of us, we're still digesting that last phrase from the last section. We cannot be afraid of our brokenness, but rather allow Jesus to heal us. And, you know, this is a time, this is an opportunity this month of June to hit the reset button in our hearts spiritually. For many of us, including my family, we went to Mass for the first time in two and a half months this past weekend. And it was an opportunity to say, you know, as for me and my family, we shall serve the Lord Absolutely. and come back to um, going to Mass with these new um, you know, restrictions. But we, we were so blessed. We were so happy to be able to participate. So again, I invite everyone to do that and allow June you know, to be a time of hitting that reset button spiritually, a time of really, you know, allowing his most sacred heart to touch your heart. You know, if we do all this, this work for the Lord and we don't seek to have a heart like his, we're just a bunch of busy bees, right, Father? Totally. You know, we, we need, yep. um, as, as Father Stash said earlier, you know, we need to put our eyes on Christ, but he didn't stop there. Then he offered us his heart. And um, those visions from St. Margaret Mary Alico, you can read, you can read everything she's ever written. So if we quote and talk about her, you can dive into those um, readings by reading her letters, which was is published by Tan Ministries or Tam Publishing. You, you know, you can dive deeper into this as well. But this month is one that um, gives us hope this month is one that, you know, we talked about in that first segment, the importance of enthroning our home. But I think that I'm going to even challenge everyone to say, promote enthronement. Yeah. Give this as a gift to families who are struggling, to the those who live alone who are suffering from isolation. And, um, you know, I this past week I gave a kit to a friend. And, you know, it was a little bit of a stretch. We all have stretches where we say, <laughs> I hear that you're suffering. I hear that this is going on. I'm not just going to only pray for you, but I'd like you to consider enthronement. And, um, you know, the text back was was wonderful. You know, their family started praying. The enthronement meant so much. They placed the image up on their mantle and it's given them strength and they've seen those graces um, in their life. So that's just a small testimony, but we don't even have to just do it ourselves, but we can promote this. We're all promoters of um, this powerful devotion. And even the Lord himself, I mean, he He speaks so beautifully and passionately. He's like, for those who, not the word that's usually used is for those who propagate this devotion, but that really means for those who spread this devotion, your name will be written in my heart never to be effaced. So it's like, you know, we are called as Christians to share what we've been given. So once we've received that beautiful knowledge and experience of his divine love and his sacred heart to then share that, you know, you're having your name being you're having your name written in his heart by just sharing that reality. You know, and I one of the things I was reflecting on yesterday was sometimes we can have a very short memory, right, Father? We can we I'm grateful can for mine at times. We can, sometimes <laughs> it's good, but other times we can forget what the Lord has done. <laughs> so, you know, with when we forget what the Lord has done, he sometimes, you know, has to remind us. So I highly recommend the importance of not um you know, not trying to think that you know the end game, the end story to a person's life or a situation, but we're called to have a heart like Jesus. We're called to be merciful and loving to all and to allow him to purify us. Because sometimes people can say, well, I haven't seen all those promises perfectly lived out in my life. And and that can be such a distraction versus 
saying, you know, Lord, I place all my trust in you and all my family members in your most sacred heart. And I seek, you know, to, to make my heart like unto, to thine, you know, those little phrases that you can pray throughout your day of prayer of heart transformation will, will greatly impact, um, your life. And before I, you know, I open it up, I want to share this very powerful quote that has touched me so much. It's by Father Mateo. And we talk about Father Mateo in the Sacred Heart Hour. He, um, you know, I like to call him the founder of enthronement because he digest everything that St. Margaret Mary um, shared. And then he took it a step further with offering, formulating enthronement. Because enthronement, like we've said, it's an extension of the promises of where Jesus asks us to expose and honor his heart. Enthronement is an official ceremony done in the home with um, the images where the family chooses to to honor him, allow him to reign in that home. And um, Father Mateo says, enthronement is not and ought not to be to further a new and pious practice, but to sanctify the home and convert it into a living and social throne for the divine king. So isn't that beautiful, Father? Like, we're not yes. trying to burden people. No. We're trying to set them free. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, Emily, who's your favorite saint right off the cuff? Who comes to mind? Well, I do love St. Faustina. Okay. And St. Faustina, of course, had the beautiful vision of the Sacred Heart of Jesus in the sky that one evening when she was, uh, you know, praying. Uh, you know, one of my favorite saints is John Paul II. And there, there, the thing is, I'm just throwing this out there. Who is your favorite saint? Okay, now, go to your favorite saint. Find a biography about them. Read something that they wrote. Uh, read something that they said or spoke. I promise you this. Your favorite saint will have had a devotion to the Sacred Heart. So if your favorite saint is your brother or sister in heaven that you're always turning to, then ask them to share with you why they love the heart of Jesus, who they're before in heaven. And I mean, like you hear the words of Father Matteo, it's it's really about sanctity. It's really about getting to heaven. Well, you can't get to heaven without the Lord, and the Lord wants to walk with us and be the light in front of us. He wants to lay the path out before us so that we know where to walk. And Emily's right, you know, highlighting, we're not here saying, well, here's another threshold you have to measure up to. Here's another hurdle you have to jump. No, we're just highlighting that God in his love wants you for himself, so much so that he's made his heart available to dwell among you in your home through the sacred heart of Jesus. And, you know, think about your family and friends. Now think about your family and friends in heaven. Uh, all of our family, all of our friends in heaven, the saints, our brothers and sisters in the order of grace through Jesus, you know, they all have this beautiful love for the Sacred Heart. So whenever I start to become lacking in my prayer life, or I start to become wanted, you know, wanting in my prayer life, I turn to them. I call them my posse, <laughs> my clique of saint friends, and all of them. It's really beautiful. They always direct me back to that what's essential, you know, the Lord, Our Lady our love for the Lord, our love for Our Lady. And uh, all of these things are meant to be not just things, but steps towards union with God. Well, I think that that's really insightful. And I, that's a beautiful reflection for us to have on this first Friday. Who is who is um, your saint friends? Who are the people that are you know, seeking that and desiring for you to grow in holiness? They're cheering us along. And for many families, we just came out of COVID-19, um, you know, restrictions, everyone being home. That was totally. a yeah. huge experience for my family of nine to everyone be under one roof yeah. 
for a significant amount of time. But what we realized is it was an opportunity to grow closer to each other, closer to God, to be um, stripped of the things that have definitely needed to go. So hopefully June can be a little spiritual stripping as well. I love what um, Pope now St. Paul VI said. You know, He said, the church is an expert in the humanity of man. We, the church knows humanity well, and the church knows what we need. And so when the church is faithful to her divine spouse, Jesus, and then towards we, her children, and telling us we need the sacred heart of Jesus, you know, uh, Paul VI was basically telling us, you know, when the church is recommending this practice of make the heart of Jesus the center of your home, she's doing so for a reason. And it's not to place a burden. It's not to say, okay, well, we just filled a wall with something holy and beautiful. No, it's she knows we need the Lord, and we have to be able to have that opportunity to look out and see him, uh, to gaze upon him, and to know that he loves us, and that in his love we've been created and sustained. Well, and so many people feel this sense of being unworthy, right, or right. overwhelmed or confused. And our Lord never will confuse you. He will never overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. He will provide, you know, that, that feeling of being overwhelmed is one of joy and love and peace. That's what he's offering us. He wants to cast out that darkness. And, you know, Father, since we spoke last, a lot has happened in our country. There is a lot of confusion. And I think that keeping our eyes focused on Christ and that love that he is offering us um, makes the words of St. Gertrude come alive, where she said, this is the devotion you know, this is a summary, but basically for end times, exactly, for the, yeah. you know, for this point yeah. in our in our journey and that we need to be, have our hearts set on fire and no right. longer be lukewarm. But we have an opportunity here with, you know, the broadcasting of this program with with what we've done to be the light for the entire nation. Yeah. And that's um, what for me with being involved in the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. I realize this is an opportunity. We are able to impact lives around the country and, and really around the world. For example, Father, this past week, I got a beautiful message from a woman in Ireland who found our website, who downloaded the kit and who did the enthronement because we were willing to say yes to this mission. Another person, um, you know, over in Asia, another person, um, you know, talking, reaching out to us all across the world. I can see it when I look at the website, but then I can also see it in every state. Somebody is enthroning the home. So this is important that we might be that tiny little bridge to help someone. And if you've never done it, do the enthronement and then you can promote enthronement. And that's something that will strengthen families. I promise you, we need families to to seek um, this opportunity to grow in holiness. I think if there's that invitation given earlier to look outside of yourself and to behold the Lord. Well, as we behold the Lord, we, we eventually come to realize that he doesn't want to stay outside of us. He wants to enter into us. And he wants to place his heart within us, you know. And I'm so glad you mentioned St. Gertrude, because a lot of times in the devotion and the talk about sacred art, we say St. Margaret Mary uh, or St. Faustina, you know, earlier St. John Paul II. But truth be told, I mean, all of the saints, over 2,000 years, going all the way back to the New Testament and the Old Testament, the over a thousand times the heart is referenced in sacred scripture. You know, this is not limited to one particular time period in the life of the church. It's not limited to one particular neighborhood or diocese. Wherever you find the gospel proclaimed and the Holy Mass offered, you find the heart of Jesus there. 
but do we pay attention to the heart? And so that's what this program is doing. We're asking you to open your heart to his heart and to give just a little bit of attention and love to him so that he can then enter into your life and bring you hope and bring you peace and bring you consolation. And it doesn't matter if you're in a household of one or a household of nine. It doesn't matter if you're in a house or an apartment building. It doesn't matter you know, if you're a student or you're a worker or you're retired. The Lord is Lord. He's Lord of all. So it's really up to each and every one of us to be able to kind of participate in reality by admitting he is Lord, not creating our own reality, but living the one true reality that is the life of God. Well, after this um, program, I'll be going to fill these orders that come through the website. And for example, there's a nursing home that, you know, wanted 135 kits because they went and thrown the entire nursing home. They want to place the image of the Sacred Heart, you know, mm-hmm. and that was an amazing, that's an amazing project for us to work on. Sure. Um, another thing, you know, sometimes people will, you know, make a little donation and say, please send me 50 prayer cards. I want to send them, you know, to family and friend. Please send me, you know, we're not this organization that is this humongous multi, you know, no. facet. We're, we're people <laughs> right. like you and me, you know, filling these orders, reaching out, helping um, young couples, helping the elderly, you know, these little messages. Every time you send a message, you know, we read them, we pray for your intentions. We, we want to walk this journey with you. And I think sometimes with so much media, we forget that there's, you know, that, that this is meant for you to be yeah. strengthened to um to definitely go forth i i had this experience um two weeks ago i did a facebook live for catholic mom which i'm a contributor and i just shared about the challenges of well it was probably a little bit longer because we were in the height of pandemic living and um about the importance of enthronement before mother's day and you know, I got a beautiful note from someone that said, I've ordered the kit. I don't know if my family's going to want to do this, but I'm going to seek if they'll do it on Mother's Day. And so, you know, I prayed for her. We supported her, you know, got her all the materials. And she wrote back later and said, that was the most beautiful Mother's Day I have ever had. Mm. I cried. And even though some of my teenagers weren't necessarily, you know, understanding what we were doing, but they, they participated and they were respectful. And she said, and the graces have flown. So I I share that story because, you know, Father's Day is around the corner as well, or, you know, maybe a birthday, maybe an anniversary, you know, invite your family to partake in enthronement and couple it with some of these beautiful days, such as the feast of the sacred heart, you know, what could be better than giving your family back to God on the day that we we honor that holy it's true. heart. And having a particular day is, um, it helps us remember, you know, okay, you do Mother's Day. Well, next year, Mother's Day might fall on a different date, but you'll remember we made the heart of Jesus the center of our home on Mother's Day. You know, in the month of June, we've got all of these special days coming up. When you can do it, you can do the enthronement. You've got, you know, the Most Holy Trinity, the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity on June 7th, this Sunday. Uh, you also have Father's Day coming up. You have the Feast of Corpus Christi, which is the Holy Eucharist, um, June 11th. Uh, you know, and then you also have, I'm sorry, the 14th, June 14th. That Sunday is when we celebrate Corpus Christi. And then we have the Feast Day of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. I mean, okay, what day is better to enthrone the Sacred Heart than the Feast Day of the Sacred Heart, June 19th? Um, but if you want, if you wish to pray the Novena, 
that is a universal practice. You know, every day you pray the Novena of the Sacred Heart. That begins on the 10th, June 10th, and concludes with the 19th. So June, if you haven't already enthroned the Sacred Heart in your home, June is the month to really do it because it's the month of the Sacred Heart. There's all these different kinds of dates you can choose or choose a date of personal significance. Maybe it's a wedding anniversary. Uh, maybe it's the birthday of someone in your family. Uh, you know, maybe it's a, an anniversary of when the family moved to a new city or to a new home. A variety of opportunities. Find that date that the Lord kind of shines a light on when you're looking at the calendar and just commit yourself to that day of that's the day that we're going to enthrone the Lord's sacred heart. Um, but by no means do you have to wait till then to put the sacred heart in your home. You know, kind of start cultivating the soil, turning the dirt, you know, broaching the topic, introducing the Lord to the family. And we've all been in a situation over the past few months where we've been confronted over and over and over again with our personal weaknesses. Tempers flaring, words being said that should never have been said, thoughts being had. In truth, we told Emily and Chuck and Joanne, we've all been faced with our breaking point or Mm. breaking points, you know, and please don't let that experience prevent you from thinking that the Lord wants you. I mean, he does want you just because you've been brought to that threshold of your personal weakness or maybe sin or just saying something that shouldn't have been said and, you know, anger, anger outbursts, you know, we've all been confronted with those moments of weakness, but we need the Lord. And, uh, (laughs) I just got a little note passed to me that we haven't had a Franciscan reference yet. <laughs> so you just got it. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, it's that joy. So I know there's a lot of people coming to the, coming to the Mass and coming to confession, and they're just, they've really beaten themselves up because they're like, I, Father, I was a mean person. I was an angry person, but I was angry with those who are closest to me, my family. And it's like, hon, you were locked in a house for three months. <laughs> Give yourself a break. And let them throw something at you. <laughs> no, not at all. But you, you can't allow that experience of our mm. faults to prevent you from being one with the Lord. That's mm. exactly where he wants to be the most, is in that area where we have a fault, where we have a weakness. He didn't come for the perfect. If he did, we'd all be left behind. He came for those mm-hmm. whom he loves, which is all of us. Well, it truly is a month of the reset button. And it, it, Father's speaking right to every parent that is coming out of pandemic living and reminding that even as our children, that this is what we're striving for. And I think that's important that that makes um, our faith come alive in a new way when we let our children know that we are a little bit vulnerable. And this isn't something, you know, that that we've perfected here on earth, but we definitely um are are striving now uh chuck and joanne do you have any final thoughts or comments as father and i've been really talking a lot about these things well you know i'm just uh renewed and i like that reset button image and you know just really father you're sharing and emily you're sharing and just being able to listen i'm just praying that it's also happening all across the land, and, you know, that we really do need to keep that fire burning. We need to step up. We need to take charge. And first of all, of our own heart to just try to connect it more and more. So I, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm inspired. <laughs> Thank you. No, I think for me, being the convert, 
I go back to the 50s and the 60s, and, mm. you know, I know Catholic families. I used to go into their homes, and they had the image of the Sacred Heart. And I also know uh, we lived at a special time back then, a lot of peace and so forth. And then I also know when we started to strip the homes of Jesus, and not just the images, but even ourselves, saying we don't need the Lord anymore. I think what Father said in the beginning, we started to think we're going to rely upon ourselves. And I don't think that's created any happiness today. And self does not create happiness. So hopefully for those listening, this is a time to resurrect and get Jesus back into the home. And the first step is to enthrone him as the king, brother, and friend. And I know as the man of a family, boy, does that take the weight off my shoulders, because Jesus is now the king of the family. And I just have to be obedient to Jesus and to make sure that I am the protector, provider, leader, and faith provider for our family. So I think for those, just take that one step, that one step to get your home and throne, and then continue along the way. It's not once and done. Uh, by getting the newsletter, by listening to the Sacred Heart. And I know, Father, you have your own program now, 12 minutes every day on St. Gabriel Radio at 445. And uh, so tune in on that or tune in all the, all the time on St. Gabriel. But I think we have to just continue to say Jesus needs to be the head of our homes, and that's why we do this. So that's my thought. Well, I was just going to say that's that is a powerful thought. And again, as we started this segment, we talked about this is not just you know this is not for the, another pious action. This no, is for yeah. everyone is invited to be a missionary to promote this. To you know, I have people that purchase kits and then send them to relatives. You know, and so their their billing address or where they made the donation is different than the shipping address. But the idea that you know this is a, a starting point. Father Mateo talks a lot about this as the springboard to launch us into a new place. And I think this show reminds us that we all want to grow in holiness. And before we wrap up, I want to share just real quickly, you know, with what we're doing, we're working on a five pillar setup. And the first is catechesis, growing in this love for this devotion, growing in our love for God. We have videos, we have resources, we'll answer your questions. Then you go through the enthronement, beginning with preparation, doing the enthronement, and then living the enthronement, the importance of going forth. We're always here to follow follow-up um, prayers, prayers during the time, along with the, our newsletter, which connects you on everything new going on. And so sign up for that newsletter, sign up for an enthronement packet, or just know that this is not for when you're in your best version. This is truly for when you're struggling and you need God. Thank you to uh, Emily, Chuck, and Joanne. You know, as we have spent this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart, uh, with each other and with all of you, I just want to encourage you to heed the words of St. Clair, who reminds ah, all of us. You know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, she said, gaze upon him and consider him and contemplate him so you may appreciate the love he has for you. And uh, how better to gaze upon him, consider him and contemplate him than to be able to gaze upon the heart that beats out of love for you. To all of those who have joined us, may the Lord bless you, keep you in his peace, 
And we close by saying, Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew our consecration of ourselves and all of our loved ones to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Lord, bless our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve you without faltering. Amen.